looking forward to a day where we will see our Saviour face to face. Knowing that we can be confident also when we do see him. I guess that's a key to be assured that we can have confidence knowing that it's all because of grace that, we, uh, that we'll be there. So um, if you have your Bibles, you can have them open um, if you like to turn to um, where I'm going through. But I'll be going through a, a number of verses quite quickly, so you, you, your fingertips are going to be, you have to really be on the ball um, if you want to keep up. But all the verses will be on the screen, as usual. And um, because it's our anniversary Sunday, if you're just joining us or if you haven't been receiving my emails lately, um, every anniversary Sunday, I, I like to do uh, our Vision Sunday. So this is the vision for uh, 2023, and this is being recorded, so if anyone does miss out, um, they'll be able to uh, see it online. Every Vision Sunday, I like just to recap our vision, our mission, our values. I don't do this um, very regular, mainly because it's on the church website, but uh, it's just like any church vision. Uh, we all all have the same goal, or we all should have the same goal. So I've just um, tweaked some words into phrases that I like, and if you've been with us for the last two or three years, uh, you should be familiar with these. This is our vision. If you're not aware of it, at Fraser Coast Baptist Church, we want to see every believer, every single believer, actively living out God's design for their life. Uh, so the goal of that is that they would further comprehend the width and length and depth and height of his love. You might have noticed, if you remember last year, I, uh, I changed a word. I changed this word further. I replaced that from um, the word fully, is what I had last year, that word fully understanding. And I understand, I'm coming to more understanding, I've always known it because I spoke about it last year, that uh, we won't fully understand God's love until we're up there with our renewed minds and our glorified bodies. That only then we'll come to a full, a full comprehension of God's love for us. But we should all be on the journey of furthering our understanding or our comprehension of his love. I think that's found in Ephesians chapter 3. And therefore, our mission as a church should also be along those lines. When you think of the church, why are we here? Well, firstly, it's to exalt or to praise or to lift up, to glorify, whatever synonym you want to put in there, the name of Jesus as I always say, if there's ever a sermon on Sunday that I don't mention Jesus Christ, then you have permission to slap me in the face. Put me in my place. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a no-brainer. It's, it's totally um, essential. Jesus Christ, it's all about him. But then further than that, we're not just to, we're not just to keep that to ourselves. The church's job, and if you want to say I'm, I'm, I'm the main representative um, as a leader of the church, 
My job, as Ephesians chapter 4 says, is to equip you, equip the saints at Fraser Coast Baptist Church so that every individual believer in here and associated with Fraser Coast Baptist Church is doing one thing. They are edifying and guiding their neighbor. I think the guiding comes first, the edifying comes second. They're edifying their neighbor to do exactly what we ourselves are doing. And that is actively living out God's design for their life. As I said, this should be every church's mission, every church's vision. And it is in, in, when you look at um, various churches' visions. It's just put different ways. So I like to use those words because I just say we've, we've come up with a little motto here at Fraser Coast Baptist Church, exalt, equip, and edify. And we decided to leave this off our new logo that we're in the process of rebranding everything um, for this year. So the signage should change through the year. That's, that's really what it comes down to, our role, exalting, equipping, and edifying. And then our values, which I talked about last year um, for Vision Sunday in 2022. Um, the reason we have values, I believe, is really to facilitate our mission. In order for our mission to be effectively pursued, then, well, the goal is to provide an environment where anyone from anywhere at any time feels welcomed and loved by Fraser Coast Baptist Church, so that God's invitation to follow his design for their life is not impeded in any way, shape, or form. Easier said than done. In order for that to happen, there has to be some values that a church has. And as I mentioned last year, you might remember, um, I brought up the proposal of our values being in the form of a POW. The POW having an acronym, of course, to help remember our values. So hopefully by the end of this year, someone can say to you, or every single Sunday morning, thanks for being a POW, POW. And that POW, if you remember, stands for peace, acceptance, and love. We at Fraser Coast Baptist Church, through every meeting, have a goal of offering peace. Two kinds of peace. The peace of God, the peace that suppresses all understanding, the peace that we need to really survive in this world, and the peace with God. The peace with God. In other words, salvation. Salvation is peace with God. Romans 5.1. We should offer that every single Sunday morning because you don't know who's new in this room. You don't know where they're at. They could be coming to church Feel this voice saying, hmm, maybe you should go to check out that church. As we've heard so many testify of. And here, they come to church. It's sad when no one talks to them. No one finds out about their story. No one finds out that they have peace with God. Acceptance. Regardless of what they look like, who they are, offering that peace to everyone. Offering that peace to everyone. That doesn't mean condoning or tolerating what they're doing. They're tolerating their behavior. Last year, I clearly distinguished between 
what it means to accept someone. Because a lot of people are under the impression that if you accept that person, that means you approve of their lifestyle, of what they're doing. And that's absolutely no. Absolutely wrong. Absolutely false. And by the way, last year's Vision Sunday message is still online on Spotify or any podcast. Just type in Fraser Coast Baptist Church and look for um, January 2022. And then, I don't know any church that doesn't have a value of love. Okay, love is just a gimme. By this law, men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. John 15. So 2023, I just want to quickly um, mention some things, uh, particularly about the budget. So we've been blessed to Fraser Coast Baptist Church. In the last year, I think it was every single month, we were above the budget. But it's going to change next month. <laughs> the reason is, is because we are on a three-year goal. So in your bulletins, which you will get next week, you'll have two figures in your bulletin. One will be the current budget aim for 2023. And then the second figure, it will be the three-year aim. The three-year aim is $2,000 more a week than what last year's was. 2023 budget is approximately around 600 to 650 more a week. So last year's, if you remember from your bulletins, the budget was um, $850 a week. That's what we're aiming for. The next week, this year, we're aiming for $1,450 $1, a week. So going by um, January's offering, it's going to be below. So I just wanted you to prepare for that and just, again, um, ask the Lord how he would um, desire you to be led in your giving towards aiming for that three-year budget. Uh, well, another thing that's going to change uh, while I'm on it is um, rosters. From now on, I'm going to, at the moment, we have rosters for particular ministries within the church, mainly to make sure a, a Sunday operates. But this, starting next month, I'm going to publish with the bulletin a, 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 a one sheet, it's going to just pop in the offering, and it's going to have every single person that's rostered on for every single um, job that um, happens throughout um, the month. And so that will help people know, okay, I'm on for that Sunday for that particular job. And so if there's anything, uh, please speak to me. If, if you've been coming to church for maybe a few months and you'd like to be on the roster for a particular thing, for instance, um, collecting the offering or... Um, praying, cleaning, um, morning tea, Sunday school, anything like that that, we, um, that happens on a Sunday or a, a Saturday night, please let me know. And of course, as usual, we will have our Level Up Our Faith segments um, each week. So if you're not familiar with that, I, I direct you to the bulletin board at the back. It's just a way for us to be reminded on an inspired, really, is what I'm trying to get, uh, on how we can mature our faith in Christ in a particular way. And if you're just joining us lately, these are our six levels, expressing our faith, 
um, joining the church, inviting your neighbour, engaging with others, serving our Saviour, giving in abundance. This year, I'm really focusing on level four, engaging with others. I like to just go through one level each week in, in order, but sometimes I do um, focus on more on one more than the other, but that's um, really depending on what, what, what my thoughts are throughout that week. But overall, 2023 will be a, a time where we will be focused intentionally as a body of believers to engage with one another. And this morning, I just want to express the importance of that really the biblical basis for, um, for where, I'm, where my heart is at the moment. And what that looks like is connecting with a small group. Connecting with a small group. I'd like to now talk about, um, I guess, again, I assume you've been receiving my emails, and if you haven't, please let me know your email if you if you want to know what I've been, really where my heart is. But on the last few weeks, I've been on the campaign to start up small groups at Fraser Coast Baptist Church. This is actually the first time that this has ever happened at Fraser Coast Baptist Church. Fraser Coast Baptist Church has always been a church where we've just had two main small groups, usually a Wednesday night and a Thursday morning. And um, I don't believe... I don't believe... um, that is the most effective way to engage with each other. You might know, you might know already that if you look through at the, the, throughout history, particularly from the time that Christianity started, obviously after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the fastest time that the, group, that the church grew throughout the roughly... 2,000 years that we've been in. It happened in the first 300 years. Particularly right at the start. The first, fastest growing. And so I'll quickly um, run you through the journey in the book of Acts, because the book of Acts records the history of the church. And so, for instance, Acts 1, 15, we're told that it started with 120 people. 120 people were in the upper room. Ready to receive the the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. For the first time here on this earth. Then in Acts 2.41, we're told that Peter preached for the first time. Jews came from all different tribes and... um, and they managed to speak in all the different languages. And at that time, those who received his word, they were baptized, and were told that it was around 3,000 people. I got to say that day. I always wonder how many people were baptizing then. Because that would have been a long day. Then in Acts 2.47, they're praising God and enjoying the favor of, of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. We're not told how many people were added daily. Well, let's just say 
That's one each day. That's 365 for that year. So we've got 120, 3,120, and then plus a, a, a few more hundred. It's growing. Then in Acts 4, verse 4, many who heard the message believed. This is the message that um, I think uh, Peter and John were preaching. A number of men, notice how it says men. That's a, a specific male, not just men, because sometimes men in the Bible, it refers to mankind, humanity. This one particularly refers to masculine gender, so males, grew to about 5,000. So if there were 5,000 men, just like there were, we're told, were 5,000 men with the, um, fish, the, the fishes, five fishes and two loaves, doesn't count the women and the children. So if there are 5,000 men, we can be assured that roughly about 5,000 women and even more children than that. So we're talking about tens of thousands of people now. It's growing rapidly. Then, Acts 5. Believers and believers were the more added to the Lord. Now it says multitudes, both of men and women. And when we, see the, when we hear the word multitudes, what comes to mind? Lots, where you can't even count them. We're told there's multitudes will be in heaven, praising God. Then Acts 5.28. We gave you strict orders. They're preaching to Peter and John. We gave you strict orders not to teach in his name. He said, yet, this is obviously the, uh, the, the ruler's of the synagogue, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood, obviously referring to the blood of Jesus Christ. Take note when you read that verse, yet you have filled Jerusalem. You filled Jerusalem. So you could say that the majority of Jerusalem were being taken away with this teaching, were accepting this teaching. Scholars calculate that at that time roughly about 200,000 to 250,000 was the population of Jerusalem at that time. So if you could say the majority, at least more than half, we're talking about in the hundreds of thousands now. The question I have is this. With a church so big, and with a church with no building, they didn't have a building yet, where'd they meet? So the clues were given is in Acts 2, 46, 47. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. That's why I mentioned earlier verse 47. So we see temple courts. Notice not the temple, but the temple courts. They weren't allowed in the temple. Because most of these people are Jews, if not all at this stage. No Gentile has come to receive Christ as their saviour. So they're still associated with the temple. But remember, they weren't allowed in the temple. Only the priest was. But if you go to Jerusalem, and these temples, they have courts around. I'm told that these courts can feel like 50,000 people. So they're quite large. But was that it? And they also met at homes. They also met at homes, and that's where they broke bread, actually. 
where they had communion. And we're also told in Acts 5.42, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. So small groups have always been part of the church. Some call them house churches. But these days when we say a house church, we think that's, the only, that's, that's all the church is. So in today's culture, I think it's safer to call them some kind of group, a small group, a life group, a growth group, a cell group, whatever name. Let's just make it small. So why small groups make a big difference? Why do small groups make a big difference? Is it because it allows the church to function more effectively. It allows the church to do what it is directed to do. And we'll get more into that later. But here's three such ways small groups make a big difference. A bigger difference than just meeting here together on a Sunday morning. I'm just going to give three verses, which is really three instructions that we're told to do, that when you look at these instructions, ask yourself, can I effectively do that on a Sunday morning or in a small group at a home? First one is found in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. We're told to encourage one another and build one another up. Now, I take my hat off to a lot of churches because they try to do this. And they try to do this in a way that, depending on the culture, is um, they try to make it authentic, but it doesn't work out. I'll give you an example. When I go to America, we go to Kerry's family's church, of course. They're in the south, so it's in the Bible Belt. So everyone's, most of them still the majority are Christian. It's not weird to not go to church. It's just, it's a, it's a thing you do still in their culture. Not all of America, of course, but this is just the Bible Belt. So we come to church, church starts, and we're told, all right, get up and go hug your neighbor. Go hug everyone in the church. All right, I'm not a hugger. I wasn't brought up to be a hugger. It's not in me. I've come to be more of a hugger lately because of this church and because my wife has physical touch as a, as a, as a love, one of the love, love, love languages. But um, it's just, it just feels weird still. You're, 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 you're hugging the stranger. And, and some churches go further than that. You ever been in a church where they say, all right, stand up, turn to the person next to you and say, I love you. It's, 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 it's just, it's, 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 I don't want to say weird, but it is weird. Particularly when maybe the person next to you, you're, you're an old man, and maybe the person next to you is a five-year-old girl. It's like, oh, that, that, doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't go. It's, it, it's not right. Particularly in our culture today. But some places around the world can get, around, can get away with that. Not in, our, not in today's society, in Australia, I, 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 sadly. 
But then we try to do it individually. Like, you can't, for example, on this side of the room, can't encourage someone on this side of the room, can you? While the, the church service is going. It's impossible. Otherwise, you'll be disrupting the service. So the only time you can do that is before church. And who rocks up to church anymore 15 minutes before it starts? Not many people. I still take off my hat off to the, 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 the older generation, I'll say. I'll say, hey, if you're not there 20 minutes before a meeting, then you're late. But today's culture, well, we just rock up right on 9.30, don't we? Or even later, two minutes after the service comes in, starts. Again, it's a cultural thing. But a person you're trying to encourage, you can't encourage them if they come two minutes or even right on 9.30, we've started the service. So the only other time is fellowship morning tea. And then we think, man, we've got, what, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and that's provided the person can stay behind for morning tea. 15 minutes we're trying to encourage one another with food in our mouth. <laughs> Impossible. And no wonder we get... A, 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 mind, a mindset where it's a, a, we think church is just it's a bunch of fakeness. Here we are trying to encourage one another. Here we are trying to oh, you know, trying to get to more, know more about each other and, and, and lift each other up. By the time 10 minutes passes, you, you've just figured out that they, they need encouragement. It doesn't work. And so we think, oh my goodness, just a, I go to church and it's just, it's just a bunch of fakeness. And that's what it comes across as. It doesn't come across as authentic, encouraging. It doesn't work. I don't think when the 50,000 people met together in temple courts, they were doing it to each other. I think there was more authentic relationships made at the, at the, the house churches, the small groups. Here's another one. Okay, we're told in Galatians 6.2, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. All right, we have someone 15 minutes trying to encourage one another. How about carrying their burdens? And you prove to me each Sunday that you do not allow this to happen. Why do I say that? Because there is a lot of quietness in corporate prayer time. We either say... Uh, people don't want to hear about my burdens. They don't want to hear about my problems. It's too small for the, the, the people who really have some big burdens to pray for. But we're all quiet. If, 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 we, if we all trusted each other, corporate prayer time should actually last probably the whole service, if we're honest. Because we say, nah. Again, it's something that can't happen on a Sunday morning. Now, here's the big one. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual firm prayer of a righteous man avails much. Oh, that's another level. Confessing our faults. Here's a question I have for you. Just don't look at, around the room, but ask yourself this question. Do you think you could confess your faults? You could confide in, in 
I'll say even one person. No, no, that's, I think some people are able to do that. Two people, other than your family, in this room. Could you do that? Could you even do that to me as a pastor? I think the majority of us would say no. You really have to get to know me if I'm going to really lay it out for you. I've got to trust you before I let anyone know what's going on in my life. But we're told to do it. And why? This is where I say, we're not healed, by the way. If you, and I'm not going to do a theology le- um, lesson on this verse because I think it's twisted so many different ways. I think this is talking about an emotional healing. You need to have someone to vent to and then they pray for you. The righteous person is any believer, remember. If we are in Christ, you are righteous. It's not an elder. It's not a spiritual person. It's you, us, believers, each other. Now, these are just three of the 58 one another's that we're instructed to do in the Bible. I think scholars have calculated 58 of them. These are just three. Again, the question is, can we effectively live out God's design, obey his instructions in his word, just on a Sunday morning, I hope you've come to the conclusion that it's impossible. It's impossible. And the bigger the church grows, the more impossible it is. Now, back when I started this church, there were around 15, probably 20 people, and that was possible. We could do it. We kind of, there was no visitors. We could trust each other. The church is getting to the point where you need to transition into more effective relationships, having more effective relationships. But in order for you to do those three things, even those three things, just to say, just to say those three, um, encouraging one another, um, um, sorry, uh, what's it, um, confessing and and and. The faults, confiding your faults. Sorry, just carrying each other's burdens, that's right. For those three to happen, even in a small group, there has to be ground rules. There has to be rules put in place. So these are a suggestion of some rules that when you enter a small group, the host should be responsible that everyone should play a part in making sure that these rules are followed in order for these relationships to be built authentically. And they are, what is said in the group stays in the group. It's like we have the saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens is said in a group, it stays. It has to stay. Otherwise, obviously it's common sense what happens if it gets out. Not minimizing other people's pain has to be a rule. Very important. Not trying to fix people unless they ask for advice. Not trying to fix people. 
most powerful thing you can do is listen. Listen. And have God do the work to fix it. That means praying. Number four, everyone focuses on their own growth. It's just like church. Hopefully we come to church not to try to fix someone else, but to have ourselves grow. There has to be rules to make these interactions or to make these meetings authentic and effective and genuine. So we're blessed to be have a, a, a piece of software that can facilitate a reason to come together. I'm going to be talking about this more next week on how you can use this more effectively. But I just want to, for now, make you know that every single person who's associated with this church has access to this website, which you call Right Now Media, which they say is the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. So we're talking about 10,000 free Bible studies, videos, not just on books, but on all sorts of topics. So this is not just for small group use, this is even for personal use. So if you have a problem in your life, or if you know someone with a problem, I'll be going through the topics next week where it shows you. But you have access to this. If you want me to resend the link to you, I can. Or if I've just recently um, received your email address, I can send it out to you if you want to have access to that. Again, not just for small group use, but for individual use. So what will small groups look like at Fraser Coast Baptist Church in 2023? Well, it will be a sign-up today or next week. So I'm asking, I'm imploring every single person associated with Fraser Coast Baptist Church to be linked with a small group. We're talking about groups that are ideally four, five, six people. I've set a maximum of 12. I'm, I'm wanting to change it to 10, but it's, it's very little, little thing. But when it gets too big, then the authenticity of the relationships suffer. So two weeks, we're going to have sign-ups. The, the table's at the back just before you walk out the door. So please have a look on the host when they meet, what they're studying, where they meet, when, um, and, and whether there's a particular demographic the host is looking for. For instance, we have a mixture which I'll, I'll, show, I'll show up soon. We're asking for a one-term commitment for both hosts and participants. If at the end of one term you don't like your group, change. If you don't like your host, change. If you're a host and you, you don't say it's not for you or, or something's happened and it's, 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 it's not working, then that's okay. It's one term only. One term at a time. I'm asking hosts to participate in a reflection exercise which will be performed by a Zoom session near the end of the term. Just reflecting on how the term went with your group and having a time where we can pray for each group as well. And then term two sign-up will be during the school holidays. So each sign-up for that particular term 
And by the way, you don't have to sign up if you want to stick with the group. If you want to stay with the group and let your hosts know, and so they will indicate to me that that's your, you're in the group. And the purpose is, the goal is, you to find a group of people that you can do all the one another's with, with trust and confidence, knowing that you are building relationships, knowing that you yourself are growing spiritually. These are the groups that we have so far. It's a great turnout. And so I thank you once again for the hosts who have offered to open up their home or even arranged a place to meet. And so what I was aiming for is that there is at least one a day. And these are the options if you can't see that. We have two. Um, for example, we have one on Monday afternoon and at night. Um, Tuesday morning is free at the moment for when we have men's morning teas. If you don't know, we have a men's morning tea every second um, Tuesday. Ladies Fellowship have meet together every once a month. I think there is on the second Tuesday as well. And then we have a couple of meetings at night. We have a couple in the morning on Wednesdays. We have Wednesday night. We have Thursday morning as usual. And that Friday morning is now a Friday afternoon. That's, that's a 1.30pm that's a kind of thing now. But some groups, all are welcome. Some groups are looking for particular demographics. So have a look. Please explore. Please think about it. And if you are willing to be a host yourself, sign it. Let me know. I'd love to include one for next week, an extra one. But this is what I'm afraid is going to happen. You're going to wear the T-shirt. Sorry, I can't. I'm too busy. This is what I'm afraid of. This is usually what happens. And so I just direct you to our vision. We want to see every believer actively living out God's design for their life. Through what you've heard this morning, can you effectively live out God's design for your life just on a Sunday morning? Can you perform all those one another's? We're not told, by the way, how many people to do the one another's with. It doesn't have to be a defined amount, but just as long as we are doing it. It not just helps the person we're edifying, but it actually helps us as well. And so I direct you to, if you're wondering in this room, okay, but what does God's design look like for my life? This is where I go into next week, leading into next week. I believe there are five purposes for the church. And because you are the church, not this building, we all know that, there's five purposes for your life. God has five purposes only. If you can think of another one, let me know. Because anything that we do as believers or anything that the church does as, a, as a, a group of believers, it fits into one of these five categories, I'm sure. That is, we are ultimately to worship. We're worshiping. We fellowship with one another. We are instructed to disciple one another. We are instructed to serve one another, be in the ministry. And we're instructed to be on a mission. We're instructed to go, as I preached 
on New Year's Day. To go and make disciples. In order to make disciples, you have to go. Or in order to, sorry, to order to baptize them, you actually have to go. Go. So evangelize. So I'll be going to these more detail next week. But the vision I have is this not just to be done on a Sunday morning, but to be done in our small groups, as a small group, and I'm sure as our small groups strengthen, this church will strengthen. All we want is authentic relationships. I don't think there's anyone in this room that can say, nah, I'm happy to be lonely. I'm happy to do this walk with Christ by myself. I don't need anyone's help. I don't think there's anyone in this room that can say that honestly. But what's happening in this world? We have an epidemic of loneliness. So I look forward to next week really exploring these five purposes more in, in more detail, particularly when it comes to our mindset of how we view a small group, not just as a gathering of believers, but a gathering that has a purpose. So hopefully you'll be able to join me then. I'll be sure to record it if you're unable to attend. Well, let's pray for now and um, ask for God's blessing as we endeavor to, to take this initiative. Heavenly Father, we thank you that uh, you're a God who is faithful. You're a God who desires the best out of us. But just as 